that's what it felt like. You <laughs> needed to hold on. Uh, okay, welcome to Weekday Cliff Notes. Yay, I'm Stephanie. I'm Kevin. Um, so, you would put out on Facebook uh, a couple days ago, I guess it was. Wasn't that long ago. No, like a few days ago, something like that. Telling people if they wanted to, that they get your books? Well, no, it was, I, I saw it in a book group that I'm in on Facebook, and it was more geared towards family and you, you know, if you're ever wondering what to get me for Christmas, it's like, uh, do you know me? Yes, no. If you don't know me, get me a gift card to a bookstore. Or get me, you know, just pick out a book that you like or something. Or get me a bookcase if you think I have too many books or not enough space or something like that. You have any more room for bookcases. <laughs> I will find a place. Or if you if you do know me, get me a book that you've loved or you know get a book that i would like or something like that and unbeknownst to me a friend messaged me asking for my address and i thought she was just going to send me a christmas card or something and then she asked for my email address and i was like okay here it is and she emailed me a kindle book that same day and i was like oh that's sweet yeah but you would you would down you would went to download it on all of your Kindle devices, which you have like seven on there, and one of them is my phone. And all of a sudden, I have this weird book on my phone. I was like, I didn't buy that. What the fuck's going on? I thought I thought I accidentally clicked something and bought a fucking book. Well, because they all said Stephanie's device. Yeah, because they're all hooked up to your account. Yeah. Well, I didn't know which one was my phone because none of them say Stephanie's phone. Yeah. So I had to send it to each device until I figured out which one was my phone. But, and then, you know, two days later, there's a package sent to me from Amazon. I was like, we're not expecting any Amazon packages today. It's like, we got everything. So we opened it up and it's a book. And I was like, who the fuck sent me a book? And it was from my friend Crystal who I've known since my senior year of high school, and I love her to death. Um, and it was a paperback book, and I just, I love her to pieces. I was like, you didn't really need to get me a book, let alone two. And, you know, she said they were both quick reads, and she thought I would enjoy them. They're both books by Kimberly Bell, which I had never heard of her. Me either. Uh, the first one, the... Kindle book she got me is called Dear Wife. It's a psychological thriller type book. Mm -hmm. This woman is on the run from her abusive husband and she's trying to change the way she looks and she's trying to hide from him pretty much. And then the paperback book that she sent me also by Kimberly Bell is Three Days Missing. A nine-year-old kid goes missing at a campground uh he was on a school trip, an overnight trip to a campground, and the mom gets the call in the middle of the night that he's gone missing. She goes to the campground. They they lost his scent or, you know, the ability to find him out in the mountains somewhere, and she has to team up with the snob, bitchy mom, the rich mom, and she learns that you can't really trust who you think you can trust. 
Hmm. And the dangers that lie within while searching for her nine-year-old child. That's not something you want to have to worry about when you're looking for your kid. Yeah. so That's problematic. But I'm guessing he's only gone three days since, you know, the book's called Three Days Missing. That'd be a good, uh, what was the word I'm looking for? Conclusion? No. Hypothesis? Yeah, sure. I could, yeah, okay. It's very on, I, I mean, I guess it's on the nose. Unless that's, you know, he's not found and he's dead. I mean, I mean it, but if they find him, it, it, at least he's still not missing. True. The body's not missing. Yeah. But so they they both sound right up my alley. The, mm-hmm. the thriller, the suspense type stuff. So I'm excited to find time to actually read them. But I have a quite a few books ahead of it on my to be read list. Yeah, and we got a busy weekend coming up. You know, we got uh, birthdays this weekend and other stuff that again I'm not gonna say anything about until it's ready, but I got something else coming up. But until then. Yeah, we got a busy weekend. So I, you'll get around to to reading them eventually. Hopefully sooner rather I mean it's one thing when you buy something for yourself. Like, ooh, yeah, I can keep this now, but somebody buys something for you. It's nice to you know sit down and read it. That way you can tell them, you know, really thank you, I enjoyed it, or what the fuck did you buy for me? <laughs> it's it's not very often that I I don't think I've ever gotten a book from a, a friend that they've read that they're like, you know, here's a book that you might like. You know, I've gotten suggestions from friends, but not them buying the book for me saying here well i listened to ready player one and then i bought you the book you don't count you're my husband story of my life you're my husband you don't count (sighs) anyway thank you crystal i adored it i love the sentiment i love you and i miss you all right i've never met crystal so i don't i don't know but thank you for making my wife happy. She had a big, she opened it up and she had a huge smile on her face. And she's like, who got me a book? And I had to search through the envelope and finally there was a little gift tag on there. I was like, her. And you got all giddy and you kind of squealed a little bit. I did. She was very excited. So, all right. Well, if that's all you have, I have a little bit of news before we get to our four books of the week. So this is by Andrew Albanese at Publishers Weekly. And this is a, this is pretty big. So Amazon Publishing in talks to offer ebooks to public libraries. So the potential deal would be a breakthrough moment in the library ebook market as Amazon currently does not make its digital content available to libraries. It would also be a major get for the Digital Public Library of America's upstart ebook platform and it's Simply e-library reading app. Now, when what came as a surprise to many librarians and industry observers, a report in The Hill this week revealed that the nonprofit Digital Public Library of America has been in discussions with Amazon Publishing on a potential deal to make Amazon's ebook content available in public libraries. And in a call with Publishers Weekly, the DPLA officials confirmed that the deal could be done soon. 
Such an agreement would be a major breakthrough in the library ebook market. Amazon currently does not make its digital content available to libraries under any terms, an exclusion that libraries have loudly criticized for years and brought to the attention of lawmakers in an ALA report last year. In fact, an Amazon spokesperson revealed news of the potential deal with the DPLA this week after The Hill contacted the company regarding the petition launched this month to urge Congress to pursue a, quote, antitrust investigation and legislative action to preserve and expand library services. Now, the, the petition created by a digital advocacy group Fight for the Future has garnered nearly 13,000 signatures so far. The statement provided to Publishers Weekly and Amazon's spokesperson confirmed that Amazon Publishing is, quote, in active discussions, end quote, with the Digital Public Library of America, and the company expects to begin, quote, testing a number of different models, end quote, in early 2021. Again, quote, we believe libraries serve a critical purpose in communities across the country, and our priority is to make Amazon publishing ebooks available in a way that ensures a viable model for authors as well as library patrons. Now, if completed, a deal would be a major get for Simply E and the Digital Public Library of America's growing ebook platform, the DPLA Exchange. After all, to license Amazon publishing titles, libraries would need to use the DPLA Exchange and patrons would need to deploy the Simply E app to access them. Meanwhile, commercial vendors in the library e-book market contacted by Publishers Weekly declined to comment on the development or whether they were too in talks with Amazon. Some observers, meanwhile, will no doubt question whether working with the DPLA may be a clever way for Amazon to counter criticism over its refusal to work with libraries thus far without getting in too deep, after all. A small fraction of libraries are currently on the DPLA exchange, and Simply E is still in its relatively early days in terms of its uptake. But Michelle Kimpton, Director of Business Development and Senior Strategist for the Digital Public Library of America, told Publishers Weekly that current talks with Amazon are, in fact, a good faith effort. So... I guess the reason they're doing it doesn't matter as much as the fact that they are doing it because Amazon has a gigantic ebook uh, library yeah, for themselves. And the DPLA has already has like 500,000 uh, books. And this would just add to that. So you can imagine the amount of not having to go to the library anymore for your kid to be able to, to get the book they need. Now, again, there's only so many libraries in that. Um, registry more would need to be added but and you'd have to have that app so who knows what comes along with that but if it's getting more books into the hands of people even if they are ebooks and not regular books that's still a good thing it is it is save a tree by reading an ebook i suppose but i i'm a i'm a purist i know I like to hold and smell. Yeah, my books. I know a lot of people are that way, and that's and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just some people would rather have a bunch of books on a Kindle or on their phone and be able to read, you know, pick and choose whatever they want, than kind of be stuck with just the one book that they take somewhere. Because you can only carry so many actual books on you 
before you know you're not able to carry them anymore. The amount of books you can carry on a Kindle versus the amount of books you can carry in your hands is vastly different. I know, and I have a lot of books on my Kindle. I have my... a lot of books on your Kindle. Well, I had a lot of books on my Kindle before I let you use it. I didn't do anything with your books on the Kindle. I know, but I still have a lot of books on there. And, you know, I have those book bags, not like a book bag that you put on your back, but a, a side bag that you carry a books tote. in. Yeah, it's kind of like a tote bag. That's what they are. They're totes. They're book bags. But they're totes. They're called, to- when you get them, they're called they're called totes. When they send, like, when you'd get them from Alcrate or whatever like that, it, it says on there, tote. Okay. So that's what it book is. Book carrying totes. It's just a tote. <laughs> but yes, those are there because depending on where you go, you know exactly how many books you're going to need based on your reading speed, how many pages are in the book, so sure. on and so forth. So sure. it's not like you're going to need to take 10 bucks, 10 books with you to the doctor's office or something, you know, so. Uh, well, with me, the, the majority of my reading reading comes down to the research i do for the show if, if i'm gonna do something for enjoyment it's mostly audible books because i don't have a lot of time to just sit down and read for the hell of it i'm usually listening to something while i'm doing something else but i i use the electronic books the ebooks uh because it's easier to bring it up on the computer and then if i'm searching for something in particular just type it in and boom it's there that's not near as easy to do on a regular book and if i was to sit at any place in our house with a highlighter and put it to a book, you would flip your shit. I would fucking cut you. So I'm not allowed to do that, so I have to use ebooks because you can highlight an ebook and then erase it if you need to without a problem. Yeah, I would straight up gut you. Okay, well, let's not have that. You don't mark in books. You just don't. Okay. The only writing that should be in a book is the author's signature. Okay. Again, we've talked about this before. I'm not one of those that puts uh, specific books on this pedestal to where they can't be marred. I'm not. I'm not somebody who's standing up there saying you could burn a book or anything like that. But if a book gets written on, unless it's some first edition classic that can't be made anymore and it's worth you know however much and it's at, you know damn near priceless. If it's just a mass market book that they have hundreds of thousands of on shelves just waiting to be sold and you get one and you write a note in it to yourself to remember where to read, I honestly, I I don't have a problem with that. But that's, that's just me. Book, bookmarks are for. That's what sticky notes are for. That's what all those decorative notepads but I like have. But like if you're doing research or something, you got to highlight shit. That I don't see what the problem Because you can always get two books, get one... One that you don't mark up and one that you do mark up. No, you would, you would give me shit if I bought two books. Well, yeah, but you book. don't need to be, you're not researching anything. If you had research work to do for something, then that'd be different. But you're not researching anything. You read for fun. No, those used textbooks I had to buy for college, I hated the fact that they were written in. They're textbooks. They're supposed to be written in. No, not my new ones weren't. And Harry, I love Harry would have never learned half the shit he was supposed to learn if it hadn't been for Snape writing in his was that a potions book? Which which book was it that he wrote in? I'm trying to make a point, I just don't know what part. But I know I know it was Snape, and he wrote in a book, and one for that, Harry wouldn't have been as good at that one thing as he was. Yes, it was potions. 
She hates it when I throw Harry Potter in her face. <laughs> Fucking muggle. <laughs> Let's carry on. Today's episode is brought to you by our brand new exclusive discount code for thebeardstruggle.com. Gentlemen, have you grown out that beard? Or are you just starting? Well, if you're like me, you began to notice pretty quickly that the skin underneath all that hair can get pretty dry and flaky. And trust me when I tell you, beard dandruff sucks. And the people over the beard struggle know this and have made it their life's work to develop the best products to make growing and keeping that beard as painless as possible. Over time, the ingredients in their formulas have proven themselves, not just because their customers have had enormous success with them, but because they have worked for centuries. They use 100% natural ingredients, never test on animals, and promise a 90-day money-back guarantee. From the day and night oils, the shampoos and conditioners, all the way to the ingenious beard straightener. They have everything you need to tame that face fur, and I use them. My beard has never looked, felt, or smelled better. Just ask my wife. So go to thebeardstruggle.com, all one word, or click on our link in the show notes, and use our new exclusive discount code, AUDIO15, at checkout for 15% off. That's A-U-D-I-O-1-5 for 15% off your entire order. Go now and feast your face. Let's get to our four books of the week. I feel like we should have a little theme song like or something when I say four books of the week. Ta-da! There you go. So our fiction book for this week is Big Girl, Small Town by Michelle Gollin. Magella is happiest out of the spotlight away from her neighbor's stairs. And the gossip of the small town in Northern Ireland. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you'd be like, ooh, more than that, but okay. Where she grew up just after the Troubles. She lives a quiet life, caring for her alcoholic mother, working in the local chip shop, watching the regular customers come and go. She wears the same clothes each day, overalls, too small. She has the same dinner each night, fish and chips microwaved at home after she ends her shift, and binge-watches old DVDs of the same show, Dallas, best show on TV, from the comfort of her bed. But underneath Magella's seemingly ordinary life are the facts that she doesn't know where her father is and that every person in her town has been changed by the lingering divide between Protestants and Catholics. When Magella's predictable existence is upended by the death of her granny, she comes to realize that there may be more to life than the gossips of Augie Boggie, the pub, and the chip shop. In fact, there just may be a whole big world outside her small town. Told in a highly original voice, with a captivating heroine readers will love to root for, Big Girl Small Town will appeal to fans of Sally Rooney and accessible, accessible literary fiction with an edge. From... Algonquin Books, December 2020, 320 pages. I do want that one. Because you think the story's neat or because you like the fact that it's in Ireland? Both. Ah. Fair enough. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Christmas, I can't wait. Me either. Well, it's the day after Christmas, isn't it? Christmas in Can- Christmas in Canada, day after Christmas here on Hulu because we don't get we don't get Crave down yeah. here. That's a Canadian thing. Well, it was supposed to be Christmas Eve on Crave and Christmas Day in America, but they changed it to Christmas Day on Crave and then the 26th on Hulu. Mm. So, 
Now, see, normally I get my books from Barnes and Noble, or not Barnes and Noble, but from Books a Million because they have the best kind of description, the way to you know get it on here. But um, this one I actually found on one of those indie sites. Awesome. For an, an indie book because I'm sick and tired of every time I read uh, where a book is from, it's always Penguin Random House or Simon, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to find one that's more independent. And so that's that's real. That's the main reason I picked this one other than the other one that I had going. Because yeah, the other one was pretty interesting too. Might put that in there next week. But yeah, I was just I wanted something independent, and this was independent, and that's what we're here for for the independent publishers and writers. Now for our nonfiction, Inferno: The True Story of B-17 Gunner's Heroism and the Bloodiest Military Campaign in Aviation History. By Joe Papalardo. Greek? Uh, yeah, pro- Greek. Yeah, Sicilian maybe. Yeah, maybe. There's no higher accolade in the U.S. military than the Medal of Honor, and 472 people received it for their actions during World War II. But only one was demoted right after, Maynard Harrison Smith. Now, Smith is one of the most unlikely heroes of the war, where he served in the B-17 during the early days of the bombings of France and Germany from England. From his juvenile delinquent past in Michigan, through the war, and during the decades after, Smith's life seemed to be a series of very public missteps. The other airmen took to calling the 5-foot, five 5-inch five airman Snuffy after an unappealing movie character. This is also the man who, on a tragically mishandled mission over France on May 1st, 1943, single-handedly saved the crewmen of his stricken B-17. With every other gunner injured or bailed out, Smith stood alone in the fuselage of a shattered, nameless bomber and fought fires, treated wounded crew, and fought off fighters. His ordeal is part of a forgotten mission that air crews came to call the May Day Massacre. The skies over Europe in 1943 were a charnel house for U.S. pilots who were being led by tacticians, surprised by the brutal effectiveness of German defenses. By May 1943, the combat losses among bomb crews were a staggering 40 to 50 percent. The backdrop of Smith's story intersects with some of the lumineers of aviation history, including Curtis LeMay, Ira Aker, and Hap Arnold, during the critical times of their storied careers, Inferno also examines Smith's life in a new comprehensive light through the use of exclusive interviews of those who knew him, including fellow MOH recipients and family, as well as public and archival records. This is both a thrilling and horrifying story of the air war over Europe during World War II and a fascinating look at one of America's forgotten heroes. From St. Martin's Press, December 2020, 352 pages. Very nice. Yeah. I've actually heard of the May Day Massacre. Uh, yeah, it, it sounded very familiar when mm-hmm. I, because um, I'm a kind of a history buff. I love that kind of, so the, this type of thing is, you know, my bag, as they say in a 1950s nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that type of shit. So that would be something that I would want to do buy a book for pleasure, which doesn't happen near as often as what it probably should, uh, that would be the type that I usually get. Either that or some sorted sorcery bullshit. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. 
But it sounds neat. I would like to. I I don't. I've never heard of him, and it'd be nice to find out about him. Yeah. Our kids' book, The Beast and the Bethany, Volume One, by Jack Megat Phillips and Isabella Falath. Lemony Snicket meets Roald Dahl in this riotously funny, deliciously macabre, and highly illustrated tale of a hungry beast, a vain, immoral man, and a not-so-charming little girl who doesn't know she's about to be eaten. (laughs) Beauty comes at a price, and no one knows that better than Ebenezer Tweezer, who has stayed beautiful for 511 years. How, may you wonder? Ebenezer simply has to feed the beast in the attic of his mansion. In return for meals of performing monkeys, statues of Winston Churchill, and occasional cactuses, Ebenezer gets potions that keeps him young and beautiful, as well as other presents. But the beast grows ever greedier with each meal, and one day he announces that he'd like to eat a nice, juicy child. Ebenezer has never done anything quite this terrible to hold on to his wonderful life. Still, he finds the absolutely snottiest, nastiest, and most frankly unpleasant child he can and prepares to feed her to the beast. The child, Bethany, may just be more than Ebenezer bargained for. She's certainly a rather rude house guest, but Ebenezer still finds himself wishing she didn't have to be gobbled up after all. Could it be Bethany is less meal-worthy and more... Friendworthy, from Aladdin Paperbacks, December 2020, 240 pages, ages 8 to 12. I think I think a lot of our kids would like that it type sounds of story. Neat. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I mean, Lemony Snicket meets Rolled Doll. That's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of up our alley. Yes, it is, definitely. Because it's going to be fucking weird. <laughs> we like weird. We like weird. <laughs> Children's books are always my fucking favorite ones that we do. Because sometimes they can just be weird. And our YA book for the week, Escaping Eleven by Jerry Chisholm. In Compound Eleven, the hierarchy of the floor is everything. My name is Eve Hamilton, and on my floor, we fight. Which, at least, is better than the bottom floor, where they toil away in misery. Only the top floor has any ease in this harsh world. They rule from their gilded offices. Because four generations ago, Earth was rendered uninhabitable. The sun too hot, the land too barren. Those who remained were forced underground. Well, not a perfect life down here, I've learned to survive as a fighter, except my latest match is different. Instead of someone from the circuit, my opponent is a mysterious boy from the top floor, and the look in his eyes tells me he's different, maybe even kind, right before he kicks my ass. Still, There's something about him, something that says he could be my salvation or my undoing, because I'm no longer content to just survive in 11. Today, I'm ready to fight for more than my next meal. I'm fighting for my freedom, and this boy may just be the edge I've been waiting on. From Entangled Publishing, December 2020, 384 pages, ages 14 and up. That does sound kind of familiar. Not familiar, but that does sound rather interesting. You know what I thought when I when I read it? It's a very it's a much lighter version of that platform movie that we watched on Netflix, where the platform comes down with the food on it and people have to yes. eat off. That's because yes. I guess it's because of the floors. 
and the lower it goes, the worse it is. Yes. Yeah, that's what it kind of reminded me of. And that, that movie is all types of fucked up. Yeah, it was. That was very sad, too. <laughs> so so uh, if you're on Netflix and you're looking for something fucked up to watch, look up the platform. It, It's not... It's not an English movie, so you will have to read subtitles or do the or do the uh, the dubbing, which usually is horrible. We didn't do that. We we just did the um, the Sub-tub. subs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a fucked up movie. And when I was reading through this, that's the first thing that fucking popped in my head. I was like, oh, a YA version of the platform. Yeah, with kids. Does well. It, she, There's a kid. She's the... a kid. There's a kid in the book. So I don't know if they're all kids in the thing but there's kids in the book well they're they're teenagers there's a kid in the movie doesn't turn out well no (laughs) doesn't turn out well for the kid doesn't turn out well for the dog that's in it uh doesn't turn out well for really anybody in the entire movie that you see except for the people on the top floor it's still pretty good for them everybody else on the way down it's pretty fucking bad yeah. So I'm interesting. I'm interested to see what this one would be about. I don't read very many YA novels, but this would be one that I would probably be curious enough to to ask me what it's about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Be like, well, how is it? Is it as fucked up as it seems? And if you told me, yeah, then I'd probably see if it was uh, an audible book or maybe get it and flip through it. Okay. That's not an invitation for you to go just buying books. Okay. <laughs> I don't like the way you said okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's give the socials out real quick. All right. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at open a f i n g book, and I am at e c j b a t. I'm young e t a m six on Twitter, young e t a m on Instagram. You can email us open a f ing book at gmail dot com. If there's any books. You want us to cover any of the books that we've covered that you've read that you want to give us a review on? Still looking at some more books for maybe for us to review. That seemed to be a big hit on the last episode. Had a lot of listens on that one. So we might try doing that again. Uh, Stephanie, the Goodreads. Goodreads.com backslash open A-F-I-N-G book. We have plenty of Patreon stickers left. Uh, if you guys go to Patreon, patreon.com slash open book. All your donations go to make this the best show it could possibly be. Go to my wife's Etsy page at etsy.com slash shop slash Stephanie Young Art and pick up some soap. She was working on some today. Well, I, that that's for family. Well, you, just, you were still working on some. Yeah. What scents were you doing? I mixed frankincense and lemon and it smelled really, really good. And then I did candy cane. Ooh, I like candy cane. Yeah. And it's... For some odd reason, candy cane is still peppermint, but it smells just a little bit different than the actual peppermint scent. Might have a mix of like spearmint or something in there with it. Maybe. Hmm. Come back for our Monday show or deep into our episode one so far <laughs> into our Christmas series on Charles Dickens. Might see some Christmas stuff Dickskin. on this next episode. You never know. Not to give anything away, but you might. But I mean, that's what everybody's wa- that's what everybody's waiting for, right? It's a Christmas series. Everybody's waiting for a Christmas carol. Yeah, when are we gonna get to the Christmas shit? Well, we'll get to the Christmas shit when we get to the Christmas shit. That's the whole like, point. We still don't even have our tree up. We do not, <laughs> because every time we decide a day to do it, turns out it's not a good day to do it. Yes. 
Like tomorrow would have been perfect, but we have to wait until the cable guy comes. We got the internet guy coming over because our internet's been shitty, and then Friday we got a birthday, and Saturday I'll be doing something, and then I got to go back to work on Sunday. I mean, so. I think we can still do it on Friday. We'll get it up at some point. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, rate and review us wherever you listen. Right now, just pause it, rate and review, come back, listen to the last two, three minutes of the show. Um, anywhere that really, literally all the apps, just go to all the apps, rate and review us and follow us and subscribe and all that good shit. Like us, love us. Yeah. Go to your local library, your local bookstore. Hopefully here not too long, you'll be able to get an ebook from your local library on your phone. Who knows? It'd be very nice. Buy a book from an independent author at an independent bookstore. It's the best thing you can do to help people out. Ideally. Right now. Um, again, go down. After, well, you can do it while you're listening to the show. Go down underneath the show. Should be all of our show notes. I'll have links to get to these books and to get a hold of the authors, all of them that we've talked about tonight. And Stephanie, I think that's it. I believe so. All right. Well, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Between now and the time we get to talk to you again, do yourself a favor. Eat more edibles? No. Um, I mean, they can. If you want to... It's legal here. It might not be legal where they're listening. Oh. The House decriminalized it, but still got to go through the Senate until un, until then. And I don't know why there's why it's so hard to get it here. If you can get alcohol, which is ten times worse than weed, or cigarettes, which is ten times worse than weed, why why do you, you have to jump through all the hoops to get those? Why do you have to jump through hoops to get weed? Bag of weed, a bag of weed, everything's better with a bag of weed. I was gonna start saying that too. I would know. I don't smoke, but. You use edibles, so and it seems to help you out. Mm. I don't like the feeling. Anyway, what should they do to pass their time? Go open a fucking book. All right, we'll see you. Bye, guys.